on today's show. Sputnik and the Black Knight. The podcast with everything paranormal. It's the 222 Paranormal Podcast starring your host, Joe Shortridge, and his sidekick to the stars, me, Jen. Jen. I'm back, everybody. Where'd you go? Nowhere. Oh. (laughs) Crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm still there. Taking that crazy train. (laughs) Crazy train. (laughs) I can hear them. I I can't sing it, but I can. Um, Joseph Yes. I saw a picture of you from 1971. So did I. <laughs> There's a picture. I'll, I'm going to have to post it. Your hair was so fluffy <laughs> and long. Sexy. <laughs> it was very, very, eight, uh, what, 70. I think it was 70s. 80s. 80s. Nice. It was back when I was cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think that haircut's like back in style, like 10 years, <laughs> every 10 years. Was it a style or was it just... Where I didn't cut it. And I don't know. Didn't. It was style and little Joey. Just a probably what? You're probably like 12 or 13. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> um, anything exciting happen? Have you seen anything out in the stars? I know there was a meteor shower the other night. I totally forgot about it. Did you? Yeah, I did. I totally That's forgot about jam. it. That's your jam. I know. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> but I did look at my telescopes and I'm like, I need to upgrade. So I was look, went on Amazon and was looking at one for $1,500. But I just can't pull that trigger. No, that's a <laughs> no. whole vacation. You I know. Like I go can... some ancient sites for Aruba. that one. Yes, we need to get to Aruba very soon. But um, yeah, my telescopes are good for what I, but I, I want them better. You know, yeah. it's like, the one day I was looking through my telescope and I couldn't, I kept seeing these dots and I'm like, I'm looking at Jupiter and these stupid dots are showing up. What is wrong? So I cleaned the lenses. I've done everything. I kept cleaning. I kept seeing these dots. I'm like, what are these dots? And I'm like, duh. What? The moons of Jupiter. Oh, okay. I'm like, <laughs> Have you ever been to the observatory at yeah. University of Toledo? Oh, yeah. What? We went there one night, or I went there one night. It was a cold night in November, I think. It was cold. And we all went up on the roof to look at stuff. And then uh, we got to look in the huge telescope they got. And we looked at it. Well, I went twice. Let me tell you about the first time. But we went inside, and this telescope is huge. It's the old, like probably from the 30s, maybe. And we got to look through it. I was so excited. I'm like, I want to see Saturn. I want to see, they showed us a star cluster, which basically looks just like if you look up in the sky really, without a telescope. I'm oh like, my gosh. And you know, it was so far away and all that, but they were all excited. Look at the star cluster. I'm like, who cares? <laughs> I want to see like Saturn or that. Cause when I went, I, I just had my smaller telescope. I didn't have the big one yet. And I got a chance to go back. They mm-hmm. said, we're going to look through the six inch telescope, which is, 
it's six six inches in diameter, but it's real long. I don't. It's it's hard to explain. So we were going for Mars night. So I'm like, this is it. We can see Mars. We went up on the roof, and they had a telescope up there, and we looked at Mars, and it just was a red dot. It wasn't even the shape of the planet. What? I'm like, my my telescope in my backyard has a better <laughs> view. So, but they were all excited about it. Hmm, interesting. But I mean, as you know, my history of the paranormal started with looking at the stars and all that kind of stuff. And I have always been interested in in what's up there. And I know me and you got a chance the one night to look through some professional grade night vision goggles. And I want want to do that again so bad. Yeah. And I even bought a night vision camera, which ended up not being really a night vision. It's just... you know, it's the camera I bought mm-hmm. for ghost hunting. Oh, yeah. I was going to point that up in the sky and see what I got. But yeah, not? it's not really like that. Oh. It's ultraviolet. Okay. So we can see in the dark with it, but it's not like a night vision. It's mm-hmm. ultraviolet. Oh. So you wouldn't see anything different, I don't think. I'll, I'll try it, you know, but I want to be in a dark enough place. But, yeah. Um. Did, you've gone up to like... For our listeners, um, up to Luna Pier, Michigan, they have a really long pier, and mm-hmm. a lot of times you go up there uh, to see the moon coming Moonrise. up. Yeah, it's uh, right over Lake Erie. Yeah, I went up there the one year for the um, Harvest Moonrise, and the night before it was pretty big. And I'm like, I'm going to Luna Pier. I got there, and there was probably seventy or eighty people there. Wow, that's a lot for the little town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And we all were waiting, waiting. The clouds came in. We're like, ah, oh. but we're still hanging in there. And there was a break in the clouds, and you could just see the moon starting to come up. And it was huge, yeah, huge. Just as it crests where you could see a bit of it, the mayflies started invading, and it was like a swarm. Everybody was running to their cars. It was. Oh, like, like, a, like in that movie where the birds are attacking oh everybody. Oh, my gosh. There were so many bugs. Oh. It was like perfect timing. This moon was perfect coming up and we were all ready and the mayflies came. And, I mean, it, we Do all had to run to our guard. The moon's um, the light affected the moon. that? I think so. I think, oh, okay. I think it may have, I don't know how, but because it wasn't up enough, but you could tell that it was going to be huge and orange and... I saw it through my windshield of the car. <laughs> but I've been there. Um, I just found out that there's a dark park in Michigan. Um, I know there's a few of them, and they're usually up by Mackinac. Oh, okay. But I just found out there's one kind of over by the Indiana line. Oh, really? So I might go check that out. I'm going to see if they have any like uh, viewing nights where everybody takes their telescopes. That would be cool. And I'll take my cheap um, 12-inch mm-hmm. telescope that... You could, I think I paid, it was used, but I think I paid 200 bucks for it. And I looked it up. I thought, man, I'm getting a great deal. Nah, Nah, that telescope sells for about 350. Oh, wow. But I mean, it works. Right. Yeah. Like if you can see stuff, that'd be great. Yeah. Now, one thing that people have been observing that we're going to talk about today, why don't you tell everybody what it is? Yeah. One of the things that I've been intrigued about for a long time and I've been wanting to talk about is the Black Knight satellite. This thing has been a subject of legend and lore 
for as long as I can remember. So back on October 4th, 1957, as you know, the Russians put Sputnik up, which was the first artificial satellite. Or was it? (laughs) So this thing, the signal actually lasted for 21 days on Sputnik. I I was really trying to figure out, well, wait a minute, how long did that signal go? Because I remember as a kid, people talking about when they saw Sputnik, Mm -hmm. you know, as kids or whatever. And it looks like the space shuttle going over or the space station going over now. It's just a dot. And back then there was a lot less light. There was a lot less light pollution. What they call light pollution is over cities and all that. You can't really see the stars because the light is Mm -hmm. reflecting off the atmosphere and all that. But it lasted for 21 days until the batteries ran on on October 26th, 1957. Now, (laughs) that was the first launched like supposedly, supposedly. Yeah. okay but what else is up there right now like there is so much up there i i remember i i need to redo it but i did a show on youtube about space junk and how much stuff is actually up there and you'd be surprised i mean if if you look at the map you can type it on youtube if you look or type it on the google if you search space junk map or whatever mm-hmm It'll show you how much stuff is up there, and you can't even see the Earth because of all the white dots that show where all the locations of stuff is. Wow. You can't even see the Earth. There's so much junk up there, and they're working on trying to get, you know, to where they can start collecting it. Uh-huh. And which really, there was only one good idea put out. I mean, there was a competition to who can make up, you know, something to clean up space. Mm-hmm. And this kid came up with an idea of making like a sticky pad that you fly through the stuff and the stuff all just sticks to the pads because a lot of this stuff is real tiny. Really? Like nuts, bolts, and stuff like that. But there are bigger stuff too. And really it's the little stuff that you have to worry about because the little stuff is flying around there at 17,000 miles an hour. And if it hits something, you it'll destroy it. Um, I know the space station's been hit a couple of times, mm-hmm. put holes in it and stuff, and they, they had to fix it. But so is it in the same orbit yeah. as what the space station? Mm-hmm. Well, or is not it... everything. Okay. Everything orbits at a different height, different satellites at different heights and mm-hmm. stuff. But um, we'll talk about this later is the reason why I bring up all the space junk is this comes up in you know the discussion about the Black Knight. But there's just so much crap up there. And this kid design this thing that looks like solar panels, but mm-hmm. they're not. They're like sticky pads and they basically fly it through all the junk and it just sticks to it. But the thing is, they're going to make it so that it burns up in the atmosphere instead of, you would think that they, because these are just like titanium and stuff, real expensive metals. Mm-hmm. You would think that they go up there and start collecting it and bringing it back and reusing it. But apparently at this point in time, it's more cost effective just to burn it up in the atmosphere. And it's not landing on the moon, is it? Or is that too far away? That's too far away. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, um, I don't even know. I know the space station is up, I almost said three miles, but that doesn't sound right. Mm-hmm. But anyways, it's, you've got the space station, which is relatively close. And then you've got the communication satellites and stuff like that. And then from out there out. And then the farthest out is all the, junk stuff that's not running anymore. They actually somehow steer it into a higher orbit. Really? So that it doesn't fall back into the earth. Which stuff has. Yeah. Remember, um, something hit my car on the way home and I thought, I I thought it was a bullet. Yeah. But it was like 
super, super loud. Hmm. But the direction it had come from, it wasn't like something had kicked up yeah. and hit my windshield. It came down. Oh, okay. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. And it was something metal and it went, tank. <laughs> it sounded like, I'm not kidding you, like somebody hit my car with a baseball bat going 100 miles an hour. Yeah. It was so loud. I was like, maybe it was a little teeny tiny washer or something from the. You never know. <laughs> you never know. Right? I mean, no, it would have burned is, though, up by then. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, we just talked about how I missed the meteor shower. You know, meteor showers when you see them, when you see the 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 spark in the sky, mm-hmm. those could be the size of a grain of dust. Wow. Or a grain of sand. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. That could be that, or it could be a rock the size of a baseball. But usually, if they get anywhere bigger, like a I'd say golf ball or baseball, mm-hmm. they won't burn up completely and they'll actually hit the ground. Oh, that's so interesting. But a lot of the, when you see a meteor shower, those are just grains of sand size pieces burning up. In um, 1889, Nikola Tesla was building a large tower to study atmospheric energy and see if he could develop free power for people. His lab was re- in um, Colorado Springs. One evening in 1899, Tesla was shocked, pun, to receive a signal. He believed it was an artificial signal because he never sent out a signal. Uh He received numbers at a regular pattern. So it was a pattern, but he figured out it was actually numbers. And he believed that they were coming from high up in the atmosphere. Turns out he was wrong. It was coming from outside the Earth's atmosphere, actually from space. He was quoted in a newspaper saying, I believe numbers are used for communication because numbers are universal, which makes sense. Right. It's like math. Mm -hmm. So a few years later, Guillermo Marconi, he was the inventor of the wireless radio, picked up the same signal. Yeah. Now, there was another radio engineer called Jorgen Halls. He had sent out signals and he received the same signals back a few seconds later. Yeah. Now, um, this isn't anything unexplainable. It's called the radio's echo. And it usually occurs in one seventh of a second after they're sent. And these were taking 15 seconds. Yeah. And they're known as long echo delays. He was actually getting them in different intervals from seven seconds to 15. Mm-hmm. To, and sometimes he would send stuff out and they wouldn't even come back. Wow. That's so cool. Now, in May of 1954, two years before Sputnik newspapers reported that one or two satellites were circling the Earth. Um, this was reported by Donald Kehoe. He's, yeah. he's the founder of um, NICAP. I don't know what that stands um, for. It's the National Institute of Something Aerial Phenomenon. Okay. Boo, doo, 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 yeah. doo. Phenomenon. I don't know what the C stands for. I can't remember. Okay. So anyways, um, it's based out of White Sands, and they were tracking one or two satellites. There were 400 and 600 miles above the Earth. NASA was detecting a signal as yeah, well. Yeah, so these people, I mean, this was before Sputnik. And they were actually tracking two unknown satellites or objects. Mm -hmm. And they were at different heights, too. That's so interesting. So um, throughout the 1950s, there were multiple sightings of what people started to referring as, or to, as dark satellites. 
Um, the New York Times ran an article in the 1960 saying that February 19th, an unidentified satellite was discovered circling the Earth. So what you're, oh, that was in the 60s. So that was after Sputnik. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the thing was too is we didn't set anything up after Sputnik. We didn't set nothing up. We were more concerned about putting people on the moon. So all our efforts went towards that. We didn't send up satellites. Mm, that's cool. Now, there was a company called the Drummond Company, which claimed to have photographed it in 1960. Yeah, they. I was reading that they actually photographed it and they sent the photographs off to the government and they were never seen again. Yeah, I heard they were destroyed. <laughs> uh, the Smithsonian had spotted it and also reported on it over Florida. Now, um, there was a astronaut called Gordon Cooper. He yeah. actually saw it when he was flying in the Apollo mission. And yeah. then there was another video taken by a man named Jacques Vallée. Jacques Vallée, yeah. Jacques Vallée. It sounds like Chick-fil-A, but it's not. <laughs> and he had filmed it, but it was confiscated. Yeah. they. He worked for the government at the time. And he filmed it. And same thing. The films were confiscated and never seen again. He's gone on to become a well-known UFO researcher, and he's still alive. And to this day, he's still upset about that because Mm -hmm. he took video of something that we didn't put up there. And we've got signals from it, you know? Mm -hmm. So So the lesson is, if you're going to turn something over, better make a second copy and hide (laughs) it in a safety deposit box. In 1973, Duncan London, a researcher, went back and he ended up decoding it he he took the number signals and came up with a message and a map of where he believes it came from mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm waiting for my neighbor to come dr Dre in the background <laughs> um but he came up with a map and he also came up with decoded it into english so the map ends up being a star cluster and that's why i mentioned you know, earlier about star mm-hmm. clusters but it ended up being a star cluster and it didn't work out. Now, all the stars lined up on the... See, what? let me step back. What he did was he took all the numbers and charted them on a chart. And after he did that, it he found out that it made a map. So he searched around the stars and actually found a cluster of stars that exactly matched the pattern that he got from decoding the numbers. Wow. But one star was out of place. And what happens is... The stars we see right now, some will be different because of the distances from where we are. Mm-hmm. Because as the Earth turns, dun, 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 I don't remember this song for that. I don't know. Yeah, that's for some of your older people. You remember that? But that, <laughs> that was a uh, Joe's soap opera. That was a soap opera. <laughs> I got to watch my movies oh, or my shows. <laughs> Jack used to say that all the time. I got to watch my shows. But anyhow, <laughs> as the Earth turns. It's on an on a tilt, mm-hmm. and as the years go by, the stars change a little bit, and eventually they'll go. You know, as you see them, mm-hmm. they'll go back to where they were. So he took this map and he was trying to figure it out, and nothing was. There was one star that was out of alignment, which, if you think about it, it's like that. There would be good enough to say yes, that's it. Mm-hmm. But he went on further, and he figured out that the reason why that star is out of place is because he was looking at our time or back in 1970s, or yeah, I believe it was the 70s when he was looking at it. So he started turning back the clock 
and trying to figure out where that star would be. Mm-hmm. And he kept going back and back and back. And it turns out it's a perfect match at 12,000 years ago. Wow. So has the Black Knight been up in our space for 12,000 years? He also got a message. What was the message? And he decoded this into a message in English. And the message comes up and says, our home is Epsilon Butis, which is a double star. We live on the sixth planet of seven. Our planet has one moon. The fourth has three moons. Our probe is in Arcturus. Can't say it. Arcturus. 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 Okay. Our probe is in Arcturus, which is a constellation. And that was the message that he got that when he decoded the numbers. So it's almost like, it, I mean, I'm not almost like it is saying we've been here for 12,000 years. Here is our star. Here's where, where we're from. It's the same thing that we did when we sent up Voyager 1 and 2. We put a message on the side of it saying exactly where we are, the shape of us. We sent it was on a record that actually sent sounds and stuff. So same thing that we did. That's so interesting. So what does it actually look like? We don't know. Now, if you go online and you look up the Black Knight, there's a bunch of pictures of it. When the space shuttle went up to put up together the International Space Station, mm-hmm. they were working on it. And as they're working on it, someone's, one of the two astronauts that were out there says, what's that? And they're like, we don't know. And turns out that a heat blanket they were trying to put on mm-hmm. wasn't attached to its tether because everything has to be tethered or else it floats away. This floated away. So as it was floating away, they took pictures of it to document this heat shield mm-hmm. blanket. And whenever you type in the Black Knight satellite, those are the pictures that come up. Now, a lot of people are saying, no, that's the the actual satellite, but if you look at some of the pictures, you can tell it's a heat blanket. Okay. I think that they did see one. They do know that one's up there, but they won't release the photos of it. Mm-hmm. I think that they're allowing those photos to be out there as the Black Knight. As a cover. As a cover, with a cover, a blanket <laughs> cover um, of the photo of that. You know, I, I think that it would look different. I don't know. It's hard to say, but it's definitely those pictures that you see, I believe, are the pictures of that heat shield. Now, somebody or one of the reports said that it was the size of a tanker. Yeah. Like a the large scale tanker. Jacques Vallée and all them guys that took photos of it and all that said it mm-hmm. was the size of a tanker. And it, it had to weigh, what, 3,000 pounds or I don't know. Wait, it could weigh two. more because we don't know what kind of metal it's made of. You don't know. That's right? it. It could be some kind of odd unexplained metal i mean like i don't know have you ever have you ever no held like a giant like piece of gold or bar of gold no gold is extremely heavy yeah it's very dense and it's very heavy although it's a you know like a what they call it it's a metal that's easily manipulated or changed right it's i don't know flexible not flexible i can't think of the right word but anyways but it's super, super dense. And like the meteorites too mm-hmm. are extremely heavy. Like yeah. you would see like something the size of a baseball and you bar- barely be able to lift it. They're heavy. 
Yeah. So because they're so solid of steel, mm-hmm. but and or iron. The or. thing is, you know, there's no weight up there. Right. So they could make it really thick, and that which could hold up, you know, the sun rays and all mm-hmm. that for thousands of. Or, so did they think that it is an actual like craft, an air? I don't know. Craft, or is it maybe like a? If it is up there, which I I think that you know, looking at a lot of the evidence that I've seen, and the year, I mean, I couldn't find the evidence, but I remember hearing on one of the podcasts that they talked about it, like the Egyptians talked about it and all that. And you know, if it's been there for thirteen thousand years, they would be talking about it. And didn't wasn't there some symbolism that they found that it looked like? Kind of long and so I want to say cylindrical. I can't remember the word. Are you? You may be thinking about something else. You may be oh. thinking about Oumuamua. Oh, probably. So, if it is the satellite, the Black Knight satellite is a real satellite, and it's been there for thirteen thousand years. You know, I mean, it's possible because I remember, and I I wish I would have found it, but I remember hearing people say back in the eighteen hundreds they saw it. Um, the seventeen hundreds there was you know, sightings of it, mm-hmm. which, like I said, back then, now you got to remember too, back then, our vision was better. There was no lights at all. Right. So when they saw the stars, they saw what we don't see. Sure. I mean, I remember going up north and I went out, when we were snowmobiling, I went out in the middle of the lake on an ice, you know, ice covered lake. I mean, mm-hmm. So I rode the snow out there. And I looked up in the sky, and the sky was actually white because there were so many stars. Oh, that's so interesting. So you can imagine, back then their eyes were better because our our eyes are really designed to see 10 to 20 feet in front of us now. And it's getting closer because everybody's looking at their phones so much. Right. <laughs> but back then, they saw a lot better. They saw a lot better distances, stuff like that. So they could see stuff in the sky, and they knew if there was something different because they see the star, they saw the stars every night. I mean, that was their life, you know? So there was actually people that back in the 1700s and all that that actually said that they saw something floating in the sky, which could have been this black night. Mm-hmm. One other thing, too, is when we look at something, we can actually look at its signature and figure out what it's made of by the light coming off it. Oh, okay. It's um something spectro, spectroprosity or something like that. I don't know. But we can look up and tell what something is now. There's things up there called co-orbital objects. We found that there's actually, our, we'd say we have one moon, mm-hmm. but we found that we actually have two more big objects up there that are floating around in an orbit sort of like the moon, mm-hmm. but they're so far away that they don't consider moons. Um, they actually fly in between the moon and basically Mars. So oh. the moon is... 238,000 miles away. Okay. Mars is 1.69 million miles away. The closest one is 3 million miles away. So basically it's in between the moon and Mars. And um, there was another object that we were tracking and it was made a weird pattern, a weird or, um, orbit. Mm-hmm. It would go close to the sun and then loop out and make like a quick spin and go back and come out. And so they were like, okay, what is this thing? Let's try to figure this out. So they, you know, they did the spectral spectroscopy or whatever they say. Mm -hmm. And they figured out that it was painted. And they're like, this object 
is painted. What the heck? Yeah. So they did some more research on it, and they found out that it was the exact same paint that they painted the Apollo rockets. Turns out it's one of the stages because the Apollo rockets had three stages. So Uh three tanks with three engines in them. The first one would go up and it would break apart or Uh come apart. And then the next one, they found out that it was one of those stages. Really? And that's one of the suborbital objects now because it's in it. It's like um, in an orbit. So technically, we could call that one of our new moons. So wasn't the Black Knight, though, going opposite of yeah. the way that it should be floating around? Yeah. But yeah, when they noticed Sputnik, they noticed that there was another object up there going past Sputnik. But it was going in the opposite direction. Yeah. Which defies the law of gravity, right? Yeah, they don't send stuff up that way because the, the way that it, the Earth spins and all that. But the weird thing about this, too, is this object that they can't identify, and they, which I shouldn't say they can't identify because they didn't videotape it and all, but right. it was in a polar orbit. And the polar orbit is different because, like, the space station and all that is going in an orbit, like a elliptical orbit or a, um, around the Earth. Okay. You know, like, let's, let's look at the um, equator. Okay, it's going around that way instead okay. of a polar orbit, uh-huh. which goes around from pole. up and then down oh. this way. If you want to see the whole world, that's the way to do it. Because the other way, you can only look at a certain part of the world at a certain time. But mm-hmm. if you're in polar orbit, you can actually see almost like 90% of the Earth at the same time. Oh, that's so cool. And this black night is in orbital or... um keep saying orbital it's <laughs> polar polar orbit yeah which still makes no sense right <laughs> <laughs> so you wonder if it you know if it's going the wrong direction it's not spinning normally is something directing that that's to it. go that way you know versus or, it just being directed by natural gravity or anti-gravity mm-hmm. or whatever it is now i want to Talk about Amuamua for a few minutes. Uh-huh. Um, we could do a whole show on this, but I think we, I'll get some more info for you. We could do a whole show on Amuamua. Um, Maybe we'll get somebody else to talk about it too, like you know, <laughs> somebody from MUFON or something. Yeah. But Amuamua was a object that came into our atmosphere, or not our atmosphere, but into our um, solar system mm-hmm. a few years ago. You know, like maybe I think it was three or four years ago. And this thing flew past the sun and then past the Earth. And we didn't even see it till after it went past the Earth. So we didn't even, I mean, this thing came out of nowhere. And it came in to our solar system in a trajectory that shows that it came from out of our solar system or maybe even out of our galaxy. Wow. And when it hit the sun or flew past the sun, it turned and accelerated. Now, the thing about that is you can send spaceships around you know like we did with voyager one and two we used the other planets to speed them up but they don't really speed up that much i mean gravity you slingshot they call it and mm-hmm. it speeds of this the spaceship up but amuamua came into the sun turned and like accelerated so fast and we don't know why and we don't even know what it is now you can go online and see pictures of it and it's like you were saying all the pictures they show of it is a rocky thing mm-hmm. that's real long because they figured out that it was four times longer than what is wide. 
So it was cigar-shaped, like we see these cigar-shaped oh, UFOs. okay. But it was like cigar-shaped. But it tumbled, and as it tumbled, the brightness increased like 300 times. Think about having something that's painted black on one side and white on the other. Mm-hmm. That's what it looked like. Oh. So what they think, all every, all the experts think that it was what's called a solar sail. And how a solar sail works is you take this tiny object, a satellite or you know, a spaceship, and you have this giant sail that's reflective. And uh-huh. what it does is you're taking and it's using the light rays to accelerate it. And when this Oumuamua came around, it did the exact thing that a solar sail would do. So they believe that this is a probe from a different wow. galaxy <laughs> than ours. And people are like, no, why would a probe just go past us? But that's what we do. Right. You know, we sent one to Pluto that took like 15 years to get to it. And all it did was fly past and take pictures. That's the exact same thing this Oumuamua thing did. Yeah. And who's to say they were maybe just trying to zip through and be undetected? That's it. You know. But, I mean, it's the exact same thing we do. Kind of when you're like creeping past your old boyfriend's house (laughs) and you just like, you go wrestle and they'll say, zoom by because you think he's looking out the window. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what this Oumuamua thing did. And it's... That's a completely other, yeah, we'll very get, interesting we'll, thing. And we'll, there's tons of stuff to talk about that. But, you know, the Black Knight, I believe that it's been out there for 13,000 years. And it's just been watching us for some odd reason. You know, we always talk mm-hmm. about the aliens are out there watching us. Well, why? And why for so long, you know? It could be a scientific study. Yeah. You know, maybe their lifetimes are triple R's. And, yeah. you know, this is just a... A hundred-year study to them it versus thirteen thousand to mm-hmm. us. You but know, it's, it's just so interesting, and you know, like I said, the, and it, mysterious. Yeah, yeah. You know? It was actually sending out signals that people picked up. Mm-hmm. Nikola Tesla and all those guys picked up back when there was nothing up there. Yeah. Now, which makes no sense. Some people say that Nikola Tesla, his machines were picking up uh, pulsars, which are stars that blow up mm-hmm. and they spin real fast and send out. And mission and pulsars are a great thing that if you want to send out a message saying where you're at, you can send out a map with the pulsars because they will always spin at a certain frequency. Mm-hmm. So if you ever listen to one, it's just a ticking sound, and they can tell how fast it's spinning and all that by that. Okay. But Nikola Tesla, you know, they were saying that that's what he was picking up. But I mean, you're talking. This guy was an electric electric genius. He knew what he was doing. And these other people, the same thing. They knew what they were doing. So, you know, I mean, for him to say that he picked something up, I believe he picked something up, you know. There's a lot of conspiracy theories around Tesla mm-hmm. and um, all of his things, which is interesting. We should probably do another show that just would on be cool. him I've, and I his I really don't inventions. know much about him, yeah. but I do know that he was like this tower he built was trying to give people free energy and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And a lot of the scientists back then thought he was a whack job. Right. But yet, look at all the stuff that he accomplished. And what happened to... Well, that's a whole nother thing. We'll yeah. save that for another... Save that we'll tease I, our listeners I with that. I have no idea about him. Oh, I really don't know anything yeah, about we'll, him. We'll, we'll dive down that rabbit hole another day. But I I just... I Like I said, I love space. I love all that stuff. And I, I want to see more butts. Um, see more butts? <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah, wah. But I haven't had a chance to get out where it's really dark when 
if you guys when I get a chance, I'm going to go with these dark parks and see what. Yeah, if any of our listeners know of any of these, you know, locations that are great for observing the skies, let us know. We would love to hear. I'll, I'll drive out somewhere. I mean, I can't obviously go to Colorado or that right. where you can really see the stuff, but um. Yeah, I'll drive out there. I'm going to find out exactly where that dark park is. And if you don't know, a dark park is an area that is out in the country designated with you're not allowed to have your headlights on or nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people, they have these red things they put over their headlights so that when they drive into the park, they actually put these red things over their headlights Mm -hmm. because the red, and that's why um, like observatories and even when we go ghost hunting, we use red light because it won't affect your eyes. Oh, okay. Like, you know, your eye, your pupils dilate and get bigger. Well, with red light, it doesn't do that. That's why they do that. Mm-hmm. But I want to check them out. Okay. We'll definitely, we'll keep you up to date if Joe goes <laughs> out and and observes I anything. do want to try that experiment with my Canon camera and see if it works. Why not? You know, it yeah. says night vision. But try it. I've done it with my digital SLR. Mm-hmm where I pointed it up at the sky and got star, you know, the star tracks where mm-hmm. you can see the star moving, but I didn't see anything going the wrong direction or anything. But then again, I'm, we're in Toledo, you know, I mean, it's yeah. there's too much light here. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's some, you know, at some points you can see some stars, but can you imagine if we didn't have the, no, or the, what, what did you call it? Light pollution? Light pollution. It's big. I mean, that's, it's getting worse too. And people are not seeing stars anymore i mean they're not seeing just, a lot of things that are up there looking I was in at chicago, us right you know i went to chicago a few weeks ago and it was at night i looked up and the sky was black there was no stars because you can't yeah. see well it's a major metropolis exactly. you're not gonna be able to yeah but anyways thanks listeners for joining us this week really appreciate you guys tuning in and listening to our interesting yet <sighs> Spooky <laughs> tale of the Black Knight. The Black Knight satellite. And wherever you're listening to this, please do us a favor. This is real important. Please subscribe. Give us a five-star rating and review and leave us a positive comment. We, the podcast outlets have changed their algorithms so that if you don't leave positive rating reviews, we are not pushed out to as many people. So some people that were listening to us may not hear us anymore because yeah. they changed those algorithms. Like, I don't know why, but yeah. please. Subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. <laughs> Give us a thumbs up if you're listening to it on um, iHeartRadio. Or, you know, just give us a positive rating review. Five star. Takes five seconds. Just do it yep. now. And, and don't forget to vote <laughs> for us on um, Paranormal Normality. What is it called? Paranormality <laughs> Magazine. Yeah. Go on to their um, website. Um, I think you can get there through Instagram and vote for us. We're um, in the running to be the top podcast. Yeah, um, I did post it on Facebook. Net. I forgot to post it in last week's show notes. Um, if I can remember, I'll do it this week. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just go up on our Facebook page. You'll see it there. Yeah, great. All right. Well, thanks for listening. If you're in the Ohio area, we will see you in Mansfield next weekend. Yes, Come we're out so excited. And... And we will talk to you later. Have a great week, everybody. Let's leave with some Decepticon. Bye. Dead and fire. Goodbye. Peace out. Aliens. They are here. The Good. reptilians are here. We know that. Oh, yeah. They're in your bathroom. <laughs>